fair use notice. This channel may make use of copyrighted material, the use of which has not always been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. This constitutes a fair use of any such copyrighted material as provided for in Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. In accordance with Title 17 U.S.C. Section 107, the material on this channel is offered publicly and without profit to the public users of the Internet for comment and nonprofit educational and informational purposes. Copyright Disclaimer Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted. No copyrights is or are claimed. The content is broadcasted for study, research, and educational purposes. The broadcaster gains no profit from broadcasted content, so it falls under fair use guidelines, www.copyright.gov forward slash FLS forward slash FL102.html. And we'll be right back. Hello, my lovely, loyal listeners. Today is Friday. Hey, guess what else it is? It's April 1st, 2022. Happy birthday in heaven, Aiva. Yes, and it's April Fool's Day. So, happy Friday, my lovely, loyal listeners. I am so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad I'm here. We made it through a whole month, but we're still down the rabbit hole. Sorry. (laughs) Excuse me, y'all. I'm a little bit under the weather, which I'll be claiming it because I fight everything. That's why I'm determined to do this podcast, even though my throat is not feeling to the utmost best. That's all right. Because if Tina Turner could sing with a sore throat, I can read an article. Because this is As the Massage Table Turns. <laughs> and it's a 30-minute show. So, y'all know the routine. We will be back after this. Pause for the cause. And for my new listeners, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to listen to me. And I hope you enjoy the program. We'll be right back. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's Dictionary Definition Word of the Day, brought to you by Oxford Languages, is self-control. It's a noun... The ability to control oneself, in particular one's emotions and desires, or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. Self-control. And we'll be right back.
All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website, verywellmind.com. We're under the happiness tab and this article is entitled, How to Improve Your Self-Control. It's written by Kendra Cherry, updated on January 26, 2022, fact-checked by Emily Swaim. Self-control is the ability to regulate and alter your responses in order to avoid undesirable behaviors, increase desirable ones, and achieve long-term goals. Research has shown that possessing self-control can be important for health and well-being. Common goals such as exercising regularly, eating healthy, not procrastinating, giving up bad habits, and saving money are just a few worthwhile ambitions that people believe require self-control. This article discusses how self-control is defined, why it is important, and some of the health benefits of having self-control. It also covers how to improve yourself and your ability to manage your behavior and resist temptation. What is self-control? People use a variety of terms for self-control, including discipline, determination, grit, willpower, and fortitude. Psychologists typically define self-control as the ability to control behaviors in order to avoid temptations and to achieve goals, the ability to delay gratification and resist unwanted behaviors or urges, a limited resource that can be depleted. Still, some, re- re- still, some researchers believe that self-control is partly determined by genetics, with some just born better at it than others. Importance of self-control. How important is self-control in your day-to-day life? The 2011 Stress in America survey conducted by the American Psychological Association, the APA, found that 27% of respondents identified a lack of willpower as the primary factor keeping them from reaching their goals. The majority of people surveyed, 71%, believed that self-control can be both learned and strengthened. Researchers have found that people who have better self-control tend to be healthier and happier, both in the short term and long term. In one influential 2005 experiment, students who exhibited Greater self-discipline had better grades, higher test scores, and were more likely to be admitted to a competitive academic program. The study also found that when it came to academic success, self-control was a more important factor than IQ scores. 
The benefits of self-control are not limited to academic performance. One long-term health study found that high levels of self-control during childhood predicted greater cardiovascular, respiratory, and dental health in adulthood, as well as improved financial status. Delaying gratification. The ability to delay gratification or to wait to get what you want is an important part of self-control. People are often able to control their behavior by delaying the gratification of their urges. For instance, someone who wants to attend an expensive concert might avoid splurging their money on weekend shopping trips. They want to have fun, but they know that by waiting and saving their money, they can afford the exhilarating concert instead of the everyday mall trip. Delaying gratification involves putting off short-term desires in favor of long-term rewards. Researchers have found that the ability to delay gratification is important not only for attaining goals, but also for well-being and overall success in life. The Marshmallow Test The psychologist Walter Mischel conducted a series of well-known experiments during the 1960s and 1970s that investigated the importance of delayed gratification. In these experiments, children were offered a choice. They could choose to eat one treat right away, usually a cookie or a marshmallow, or they could wait a brief period of time in order to get two snacks. At this point, the researcher would leave the child alone in a room with a single treat. Not surprisingly, many of the kids chose to eat the single treat the moment the experimenters left the room. However, some of the kids were able to wait for the second treat. Researchers found that children who were able to delay gratification in order to receive a greater reward were also more likely to have better academic performance than the kids who gave in to temptation immediately. The hot and cool system. Based on his research, Michelle proposed what he referred to as a hot and cold system to explain the ability to delay gratification. The hot system refers to the part of our willpower that is emotional, impulsive, and urges us to act upon our desires. When this system takes over, we may give in to our momentary desires and act rashly without considering the potential long-term effects. The cool system is the part of our willpower that is rational, thoughtful, and enables us to consider the consequences of our actions in order to resist our impulses. The cool system helps us look for ways to distract us from our urges and find more appropriate ways to deal with our desires. Recap. 
The ability to delay gratification is linked to a number of benefits, including better goal attainment and positive life outcomes. Finding ways to distract yourself from temptation can help you strengthen your ability to delay gratification. Ego depletion. Research has found that self-control is a limited resource. In the long term, exercising self-control tends to strengthen it. Practicing self-control allows you to improve it over time. However, self-control in the short term is limited. Focusing all of your self-control on one goal makes it more difficult to exercise your self-control on subsequent tasks throughout your day. Psychologists refer to this tendency as ego depletion. This happens when people use up their reservoir of willpower on one task, making them unable to muster any self-control to complete the next task. Health Benefits of Self-Control Self-control is also important for maintaining healthy behaviors. What you eat for breakfast, how often you work out, and whether you have a consistent sleep schedule are all decisions that can be impacted by your levels of self-control and have the potential to affect your health. Researchers have found that self-control can have a number of potential influences on health and well-being. One longitudinal, one longitudinal, okay, y'all, longitudinal <laughs> study found that adults who had greater self-control in childhood were less likely to have, and I'll tell you what they're less likely to have after this break. <laughs> I love you for listening. Researchers have found that self-control can have a number of potential influences on health and well-being. One longitudinal study found that adults who had greater self-control in childhood were less likely to have airflow obstruction, elevated inflammation, metabolic abnormalities, periodontal disease, sexually transmitted infections, substance dependence or addiction to tobacco, alcohol, or cannabis. While it is clear that self-control is critical for maintaining healthy behaviors, some experts believe that overemphasizing the importance of willpower can be damaging. The belief that self-control alone can help us reach our goals can lead people to blame themselves when their health is influenced by factors beyond their control. It may also lead to feelings of learned helplessness where people feel that they cannot do anything to change a situation. As a result, people may give up quickly or simply stop trying in the face of obstacles. Motivation and monitoring. According to psychologist and researcher Roar, according to psychologist and researcher Roy Baumeister, 
Lack of willpower is not the only factor that affects goal attainment. If you are working toward a goal, three critical components must be present. There needs to be a clear goal and the motivation to change. Having an unclear or overly general goal, such as getting stronger, and insufficient motivation can lead to failure. You are more likely to achieve a clearly defined goal, like bench pressing 150 pounds, with a specific motivation. You need to track your actions toward the achievement of the goal. Simply setting the goal is not enough. You need to monitor your behavior each day to ensure that you are doing the things that need to be done in order to reach your goal. You need to have willpower. Being able to control your behavior is a critical part of achieving any goal. Fortunately, research suggests that there are steps people can take in order to make the most of their available willpower. Recap. Willpower alone doesn't determine whether or not you will reach a goal. A range of other factors, including your motivation and ability to monitor your progress, also play a critical role. All right. Tips to improve self-control. While research suggests self-control has its limitations, psychologists have also found that it can be strengthened with certain strategies. Avoid temptation. This is an effective way of making the most of your available self-control. Avoiding temptation ensures that you do not use up your available self-control before it is really needed. Whether it's the desire to eat, drink, spend, or indulge in some other undesired behavior, one way to avoid temptation is to find a healthy distraction. Go for a walk, call a friend, throw in a load of laundry, or do whatever it takes to get your mind off whatever is tempting you at the moment. Plan ahead. Consider possible situations that might break your resolve. If you are faced with temptation, what actions will you take to avoid giving in? Research has found that planning ahead can improve willpower even in situations where people have experienced the effects of ego depletion. For example, If you are trying to reduce your sugar intake and you have a hard time controlling those late afternoon snack attacks, eat a well-balanced lunch packed with plenty of fiber, protein, and whole grains that will keep you full longer. Practice using self-control. While your control might become depleted in the short term, Regularly engaging in behaviors that require you to exert self-control will improve your willpower over time. 
Think of self-control as a muscle. While hard work may exhaust the muscle in the short term, the muscle will grow stronger over time as you continue to work it. The classic games, red light, green light, or freeze dance, can help children practice self-control from an early age. Focus on one goal at a time. Setting a lot of goals at once, such as making a list of New Year's resolutions, is usually an ineffective approach. Depleting your willpower in one area can reduce self-control in other areas. It is best to choose one specific goal and focus your energy on it. Once you turn the behaviors needed to reach a goal into habits, you will not need to devote as much effort toward maintaining them. You can then use your resources to achieve other goals. Meditate. Meditation is a great way to strengthen your self-control muscle. If you're new to meditation, Mindfulness meditation is a great place to start learning how to be more self-aware so you can better resist temptations. This technique can also help you learn to slow your thoughts, which can help you control any gut impulses getting in the way of your self-control. Remind yourself of the consequences. Just like self-control can help you achieve your goals and improve your physical and mental health, a lack of self-control can have adverse effects on your self-esteem, education, career, finances, relationships, and overall health and well-being. Reminding yourself of these consequences can help you stay motivated as you work to control your self-control. Recap, you can improve your your own self-control with effort and practice. Avoiding temptations, making a plan, focusing on specific goals, and remembering the consequences of your actions can help you regulate your behavior more effectively. Summary. Self-control refers to your ability to manage your behavior in order to achieve goals, improve positive outcomes, and avoid negative consequences. Self-control is an important skill that allows us to regulate behavior in order to achieve our long-term goals. Research has shown that self-control is vital for goal attainment. While self-control is a limited resource, research also suggests that there are things that you can do to improve and strengthen your willpower over time. A word from Very Well. Having good self-control is connected to a number of benefits, including better academic success, better health, and greater success in life. If you are struggling with self-control, there are steps you can take to get better at managing your impulses, delaying gratification, and regulating your actions in order to achieve the goals you want to accomplish in life. And you guys, uh, that was the conclusion of that article 
from VeryWellMind.com. Once again, it was entitled, How to Improve Your Self-Control. It was written by Kendra Cherry, January 26, 2022. And because this is a 30-minute show, we've got a little bit more to go, you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me. We're going to pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. It's time for the bonus dictionary definition word of the day. Today's bonus word is longitudinal. Wait a minute, y'all. Longitudinal. Longitudinal. It's an adjective. Running lengthwise rather than across. Relating to longitude measured from east to west. Longitudinal. Longitudinal. And we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are on our last article of this episode of As the Massage Table Turns, and we are on the website, AmericanExpress.com. This article was written August 22nd, 2013, and it is entitled, Eight Easy Ways to Increase Your Self-Control. It was written by Bruna Martinuzzi. Presentation Skills Training, Author, Columnist, Business Trends and Insights, Clarion Enterprises Limited. Summary. You can gain greater self-control in all situations by using these expert tips and advice backed by scientific research. Of all the things that are in short supply in our lives, self-control likely tops the list for most of us. When people were asked to list their character strengths in a study conducted in 54 nations and the 50 United States, self-control came last. Self-control is the ability to control our feelings, emotions, and reactions. A recent public example of a lapse in self-control comes from Tim Armstrong, the chief executive officer of AOL, who had to apologize for publicly firing an employee. It was an emotional response, Armstrong said in his apology. More scientists are discovering the importance of self-control as a force we can tap into to have a more successful and satisfying life. But self-control is a limited resource that is depleted with use. When we exercise control in one situation, we're less likely to keep our cool the next time we're faced with a situation that requires self-control. As Kelly McGonigal notes in, in The Willpower Instinct, how self-control works, why it matters, and what we can do to get more of it, 
Trying to control your temper, stick to a budget, or refuse seconds all tap into the same source of strength. And because every act of willpower depletes willpower, using self-control can lead to losing self-control. If you do turn down that tempting tiramisu, you may find it more difficult to focus when you're back at your desk. Luckily, there's a lot we can do to mitigate willpower depletion and enhance our ability to exercise self-control, including the following eight tips. Number one, look at the big picture. A study shows that abstract and global or high-level thinking promotes self-control success. That is, people are more likely to exercise self-control when they see the proverbial forest beyond the trees and when they don't get bogged down by specific minuette. For example, when working on a long-term project, it's easy to get frustrated by the multitude of small steps required to get you there. Instead, periodically reminding yourself and others on the team of the end goal serves to promote self-control by preventing discouragement. Number two, know the perils of inadequate sleep. A University of Washington study reported in Harvard Business Review indicates that sleep deprivation drains glucose in the prefrontal cortex, thereby depleting the fuel needed for self-control. Sleep restores it. This was found to make a difference at work the next day between ethical and unethical behavior, such as cheating by falsifying receipts. Those who slept six hours or less were more likely to engage in deviant work behaviors than those who slept more than six hours. The implications for those running a business are too important to ignore. Organizations, says the lead researcher, Christopher M. Barnes, need to give sleep more respect. Executives and managers should keep in mind that the more they push employees to work late, come to the early to come to the office early and answer emails and calls at all hours, the more they invite unethical behavior to creep in. Are you driving your people too hard? Do you encourage team members to prioritize sleep in their lives? Do you set a good example yourself? Tired workers are not good for business. Number three, relax already. Popular views of self-control are that we should try to control impulses, fight temptations, and actively exercise willpower. Nothing could be further from the truth, it seems. A new study from researchers at the University of Illinois found that people primed with words suggesting action such as start or get on with it were more likely than others to make impulsive decisions that undermine their long-term goals. In contrast, those primed to rest or stop found it easier to avoid impulse decisions. Our research 
says Dr. Dolores Albertson. Oh my gosh. Albertson. 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 A L B, like boy, A R R A C I N. And the I has that little um, accent mark over it. So I'm, I know I'm butchering her name. I apologize. Albertson. Albotic, Albotic, Okay, Dolores. Dr. Dolores suggests that the relaxed state is better at inhibiting the pull of temptations. This may very well have some impact in how we manage people. Pushing them to move on may result in more risky behavior or impulsive decisions. Number four, do some short bouts of exercise. Do you find yourself with limited time to undertake a full exercise program? The good news is that when it comes to self-control, short bouts of moderately intense exercise is all you need to boost your strength in this area. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for self-control, and research reported in Science Daily shows that short bouts of exercise result in increased blood and oxygen flow to the prefrontal cortex, which may explain the boost in self-control ability. No matter how busy you are, plan to include a short burst of exercise in your daily routine. Number five. Get digital self-control support. There is a plethora of apps that can help you exercise self-control, even apps that can help you exhibit control when you're online. There are many other ways to help you outsource your self-control. A self-blackmailing service to help keep you from quitting, whether it's writing a blog or losing weight. Stick.com that keeps you committed to any goal. Gym Pact to ensure you never miss another workout, as well as other similar apps to track your workouts, and Mint.com or Expense Manager to keep track of your spending and help you make better money decisions. Number six, know yourself. Emotional self-control or impulse control are cornerstones of emotional intelligence. Know yourself so you can manage your emotions and impulses. For example, are you in the habit of reacting hastily to issues? Once you get started, do you find it hard to stop talking? Are you able to stay composed and positive in stressful circumstances? Can you exercise patience in annoying situations? The ability to keep disruptive emotions and impulses in check is the mark of a seasoned leader. Self-awareness precedes self-management. Here are two emotional intelligence assessments to help you increase your self-knowledge in this area. And then those are two hyperlinks, the emotional quotient inventory and the emotional competence inventory. And guess what, you guys? It's going to be a little bit longer because we got a little bit more to go. So I guess we're having an extended session of As the Massage Table Turns. I'm going to drink this beautiful broth that I have made with this leftover chicken. And I'll be right back. Love you for listening. Self-awareness precedes self-management. Here are two 
emotional intelligence assessments to help you increase your self-knowledge in this area, the emotional quotient inventory and the emotional competence inventory. You can also find out how you score on self-control measures by taking the free online VIA inventory of strengths. It's a psychological assessment of 24 character strengths, one of which is self-control. Number seven, avoid decision fatigue. Self-control has important implications in the quality of our decisions. Roy F. Baumeister, author of Willpower, Rediscovering the Greatest Human Strength, notes that after people have made a number of decisions, no matter how small, they've used up their willpower and their self-control is compromised. Decision fatigue has a negative impact on our decisions. For example, some people react by preferring not to make a decision at all. Others may make impulsive decisions or decisions that are more subject to irrational bias. Avoid making decisions about important matters at the end of the day when you have already made a multitude of decisions, as we all do during the normal course of a day. One study, for example, shows that some judges in court have been known to make poorer decisions at the end of the day. Put some aspect of your life on default mode so you don't have to make too many unnecessary decisions. Steve Jobs, for example, always dressed in 501 jeans and black turtlenecks. President Obama wears only blue or gray suits. I'm trying to pare down decisions, he told Vanity Fair. I don't want to make decisions about what I'm eating or wearing because I have too many other decisions to make. You need to focus your decision-making energy. You need to routinize yourself, routinize yourself. You can't be going through the day distracted by trivia. Take an inspiration from this to see what you can do to simplify decision-making in the more mundane aspects of your life. Number eight, sip some lemonade. In an interview with the American Psychological Association, Baumeister talks about the role of glucose in self-control. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> glucose is the chemical in the bloodstream that carries energy to the brain, muscles, and other organs and systems. In simple terms, Baumeister says, glucose is fuel for the brain. Acts of self-control reduce blood glucose levels. Low levels of glucose predict poor performance on self-control tasks and tests. Willpower can be restored by raising your blood sugar. He recommends periodically replenishing glucose, even if it's just with a glass of lemonade, to strengthen your ability to maintain self-control. And you guys, Bruna Martinuzzi is the founder of Clarion Enterprises Limited and the author of two books, Presenting with Credibility, 
practical tools and techniques for effective presentations and the leaders as a mensch become the kind of person others want to follow. And we want to thank AmericanExpress.com. And guess what, you guys? That's the end of that article, Eight Easy Ways to Increase Your Self-Control. And that will be the conclusion of this episode of As the Massage Table Turn. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you got something out of it like Everybody knows I read these for myself, and I definitely need self-control, and I'm going to be working on improving mine, and hopefully you will work on improving yours if, you, if yours is bad like mine. <laughs> but anyway, you know the rules. Don't let nobody take you off of your square, because you are the only you that there is, and you're doing an excellent job of doing you, okay? Now. Please support my sister podcast, Just Miss Rose, and I'll see you on the next episode of As the Massage Turbo Turns. Talk to you later. I love you for listening. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by Disclaimer Template dot com.